not abnormal dogs to eat feces, which is cabbage disgusting. Um, it's no secret <laughs> dogs often eat their own feces and other uh, fecal matter too, but uh, though that growth is perfectly normal, stemming from their pre-domestication days thousands of years ago, the behaviour is more common in puppies, while older dogs usually do go out of it, um, although some will still do it into adulthood. I've never met a dog that does this, but I guess mm. I'm not around dogs all the time, so mine might have done this in the past, I don't know, but <laughs> I can't imagine with him being quite fussy, I can't imagine him, him tucking into anything like that, really. No, I mean, it's... Yeah, people might think it's, it is normal, but it's not really normal, is it? I mean, it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, it is very great. I think if you notice your dog doing it, I'd still probably stop my dog doing it or trying to tell them that that is yeah. the right thing to do. Uh, but yeah. at least if like, you notice your dog doing it once, at least you're not worrying that it's going to be really dangerous for the dog because it's, it's not. That's true. It could just be like a weird one-off thing. <laughs> yeah, like they just think it looks a bit peckish for some weird reason. Mm, yeah, well, you know, dogs are weird. So. <laughs> in, in the nicest possible way, of course. <laughs> well, following on, keeping on the, the, uh, the poo theme, um, <laughs> dogs being has a pattern. Ever wonder why dogs like to twirl around before they do their business? Well, it's one of the many dog behaviours that perplex researchers. But the prevailing theory is that it has to do with the Earth's magnetic field. Dogs like to poop facing north or south and spinning around helps them correctly orientate their internal compass. How do you prove that? <laughs> I know. I bet we have to do like loads of studies and see which way dogs I don't that is very bizarre. That is very bizarre. I mean I've heard of I've heard of that before and I've heard of yeah. like foxes using it for hunting, but I'm not that just seems a bit it almost feels like a like a like a false fact, but it is here, so it must be a fact. <laughs> yeah, they must have done some sort of research but to come out and say that. Surely. Yeah. Hmm. Very bizarre. How did your dog know that? Again, just incredibly complex creatures sometimes. I know, literally. Mm. Uh, the next one is that dogs get jealous. Now, you're not imagining it if you think your dog is acting jealous when you give other dogs attention. It might not be exactly how we experience jealousy, but research has shown that it's similar to how an infant might get jealous. That certainly... Um, tracks with dogs intelligence being on par uh, with that of a toddler um, dog jealousy is something dog groomers experience when they come home to their own dogs because obviously the dog will be able to smell all these different dog scents <laughs> he's been cheating on me with, with another dog <laughs> oh no the betrayal <laughs> no honestly but I've seen this before like if we like um Oh, not with Milo, to be fair, or with my mum, but we've um, we've met a few dogs just when we've been out on a walk. And obviously we've been given one dog attention and then another dog within the the party have got really jealous and started barking. And it's like, we're going to give you attention in a second. Just just let us give this dog attention first. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, that's so that's so sweet, actually, really, isn't it? Because I just... I know. I know that's like if you're going going back to the sort of them being as intelligent as two year olds. So sometimes two year olds get jealous. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, oh. that is true. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, well, I wonder if it's the same with cats. I wonder. I can't imagine cats are that. I mean, my yeah. cat definitely would not be bothered. He'd be like, "Whatever, you, you do you." But yeah, I bet there'll be some cats out there. I'm sure they get jealous. Yeah, especially like if you get like really really clingy ones. I know that when I take Rags to the vet because she goes to the vet quite often now because she's she's very she's really old and stuff. But when yeah. she comes back from the vet, the other cat in the house like sniffs her and then hisses at her because she doesn't smell 
like her. She smells oh, like Oh, really? Yeah, like, good, and good, the other cat, Godiva, she hates the vets. I mean, not, not every cat loves the vets, but Rags, Rags quite likes the vets. She always gets treats. Um, yeah. Godiva hates it, so she comes in, she smells, and she, she hisses until she starts smelling like the house again. She evolves oh, gosh. That is insane. So maybe it's, I don't know, smell is very important, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> next is don't get so touchy-feely. Now, of course, you love your bu- good boy or good girl so much, but they actually don't love it when you give them big bear hugs. The way people show love is not the same way um, a dog shows love or wants to receive um, love. In fact, it can be very stressful. Um, dogs can adapt and become comfortable with their loved ones hugging them, but you should still be careful about giving your dog hugs to your dog you don't know very well and about letting strangers hug yours. Um, I... I think I, we, we we have actually shared this one before that dogs don't really like hugs and that's I mean it's quite upsetting if you really like hugging your dog but it's all about yeah. I think we spoke recently about love language with dogs and it's just not part of their sort of repertoire of, of love language because they don't do that to each other they don't embrace in yeah. any way they, it's not it's just not something that, that they're used to doing or being able to do so as you might get upset knowing that your dog doesn't love your hugs, but there's so many other ways to show your dog that you love them and all that kind of stuff, isn't there? So yeah. Plus, to be fair, there's dogs out there that love like snuggles and having cuddles on the sofa. So yeah. I guess that's like that's like the next best thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, now the next one is that dogs aren't actually colorblind. Now this is the one of the most common dog facts that are actually false. Despite a prevailing myth that the dogs can only see in black and white, your pooch actually can see a spectrum of color. While they don't have trouble distinguishing between, while they do have trouble, sorry, distinguishing between different shades of green and red, which will mostly appear as greys and browns, blue and yellow tones are relatively clear to dogs, which is mad that people. Mm. I know that because no one's been able to actually see that, but there must have been tests and things done to to be able to come up with that conclusion that that's what a dog can see. Yeah, I mean, it's it probably comes down to sort of the the physicality of it. Like you know, um, eyes have cones in them that that retract and and to respond to colour. So obviously they they've obviously got less cones than we have. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you notice with that some of our dog TV, it's sort of in those greens, reds, um, yeah. yellows tones, and that's meant to sort of make it a bit almost sort of like 3d for dog which i think is kind of cool <laughs> yeah definitely mm-hmm. uh next is dogs hating mailmen is nothing personal um it's just such a like a typical dog thing isn't it? that they go out literally go out by the postman which is really using cartoons and stuff don't you? Uh-huh. um but dogs are a protective species and they understand obviously a person coming near their house and placing unfamiliar objects in a box as a potential threat and it's often made worse, not better, by the fact that the mail carrier comes repeatedly. Dogs figure out approximately when the mail carrier arrives and they get all riled up fancy beforehand. So to save your mail carrier f- from undue canine aggression, experts recommend being friendly to them around your dog so your dog can see that you trust them. You can also let your mail carrier know that your dog's name, not your da- dog's name is, and so they can properly address your dog. Um, I think that's a really good a good thing to do because I imagine mail carriers, post men and post women, probably get that every day <laughs> yeah 100 percent. my local um postman actually has treats in his pocket so milo loves yeah. him whenever you open the door he always gives milo a treat and he runs off and has it in the house and it's so cute like it's like his, his <laughs> favorite part of the day bless him oh that's so sweet i think it's probably a good idea and again going to tiktok you sort of see people you've got tiktok accounts who are met like regular mail carriers or parcel things and they you know they meet all these dogs and they've got like 
they know their names and and uh, give them treats and stuff which yeah I mean it's not like, it's not really a hard thing to do is get get acquainted with a dog so that's quite good yeah I'd love to be one of those to be fair like a, a yeah. poster with all the dogs that you meet every day that'd be really nice <laughs> <laughs> uh, now the next one is that your dog responds to your tone so if you're trying to train and admonish your dog taking an angry tone um, and a very loud voice might just make him skittish um your uh, prosodic voice tone rhythm and the pitch of your voice are far more important uh, than what you're actually trying to say there's also a big part of the reason dogs respond positive positively to a high-pitched cute pet speak uh, which i do with milo all the time that we test out we'll say something like that he's being a naughty boy what we're saying a high-pitched voice and he's all there with his tail wagging like <laughs> taking what you're saying to him but yeah. um it's just his to- your tone of voice that that they're able to understand mm, yeah i mean i think it's it's just universal that you people talk to dogs like that but um it's also like it's really important to know that it's that you shouldn't ever shout at your dog because there's the tone that your even doesn't you know it doesn't matter what you're saying to your dog if you're shouting at your dog they know that you're being sort of borderline aggressive towards them and loud and scary and stressful so you should yeah. never shout at your dog unless it's like an emergency like it's running towards the road or something you know <laughs> yeah but that's like the only time to do that because then at least when you do do it they know that it's actually something that they need to they need to stop yeah. doing or Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah. So, because if, if you shout your dog on a regular basis, they're not going to take it as serious as it should be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the next one is um, a dog's yawn is not quite the same as a human's yawn. So, when your dog lets out a big yawn, you probably just assume it means that 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 they're just yawning, that they're sleepy, and it certainly can be a sign of tiredness. But dogs yawn for other reasons as well. Dogs yawn to calm themselves down, so repeated yawns could be a sign your pup is feeling anxious or stressed out. Um, so assessing the context of the situation can usually help you figure out what's going on. Yeah, if you notice your dog might be in a particular situation that they might find quite stressful, say they're in the dog park and there's just too many dogs around or there's a particularly aggressive dog and your, your dog's getting really antsy-pantsy, you might actually notice that they yawn um, on a regular basis. Then this is to try and calm themselves down, which I've always found really fascinating, but it kind of, in a weird way, makes sense, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've heard as well that they yawn when they're, like playing as well like if they play fighting they'll often yeah. yawn and sneeze as well just I think it's like a sign to let the owner know that they're only actually play fighting like don't be worried if I'm acting aggressive or whatever yeah. so it's mad that weird like bodily functions like that can mean so much in the doggy language yeah so it's like a common behavior between animals and people but they mean different things it's very interesting yeah literally now the next one is that dogs don't actually have it out for cats uh, now, media obviously portrays um, portrayals of these furry fr- uh, frenemies um, would have you believe that chasing cats is hardwired into a dog's DNA, but it's actually not specific to cats. Um, dogs' evolutionary hunting instincts are the reason that they chase after anything small and speedy, whether it's a favourite ball or um, your little cat. And dogs and cats are actually uh, can actually get along great even in the same household depending on the animals themselves and whether uh, you introduce them the right way a good mm. example is my cat rio and milo they got on so so well they'll sit together they'll rio will like rub his head on milo whenever we come home oh. it's really sweet <laughs> like they do they get on like they're like brothers they just get on really really well with each other but they do fight sometimes um like mm. if milo runs past and obviously he's got this big fluffy tail and it hits Rio in the, in the <laughs> face. Rio will let him know that he's done that. 
Um, <laughs> but at the same time, they, they do get on really, really well. So it's just like, it's just like normal animals playing, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's just like, it's like siblings, isn't it? Like siblings get on, but they do fight. So it's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, it is important if you are wanting to introduce either a dog or a cat to your home, that you do do it um the right way because there is the wrong ways to do this and you could cause some like unended and uh, damage and frustration and stress into your home so um if you do want to introduce your cat or your dog to a cat or a dog we actually did a podcast about it actually so that's another one I'll link in the show notes um, and yeah. we did a podcast about introducing your dog to a cat um which is you know again you've got to do it right so it's got to be done exactly especially if you're going to live together for a long time you want to make sure that <laughs> yeah you introduce them the right way not the wrong way yeah, when we had when we got the kitten and we got Rags and her brother, we already had a dog, um, in a Labrador. She was how old was she then? She must have been about five or something. Um, when we had the kittens and yeah, we they were babies, so obviously they it was easy for them to train them with the dog. But we you know kept them separate and we introduced them properly and they got on. Yeah, well, they got on fine. I mean they didn't love love each other, but they didn't hate each other either. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. The next, um, dogs heat up way more quickly than humans. So dogs' normal body temperature is slightly higher than ours of humans. Um, it hovers about uh, 101 um, degrees Fahrenheit, which means that hotter temperatures can affect them more. Um, this is why you need to take care while walking your dog on a hot summer's day. Now, don't forget um, about the pavement if you're walking or taking your dog for a walk. Uh, the ground heats up fast in the sun and can be very painful for dogs' unprotected feet. Um, not to mention dogs that have thick layers of fur, so they might not be seen overwhelmingly hot to you, but it can be torture for your dogs, um, especially dogs like uh, like Labradors. They have like double coats, or you've got um, yeah. it's got a long coat or a thick coat, like a Malamute or something like that. You really need to make sure that you're taking precautions when taking them out on a hot day. If it's really, really, really like scorchingly hot and it's even too hot for you, um, might might be best to just skip the walk that day. But if you do take them out, make sure you're taking plenty of fresh water so that they can hydrate. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think um, I think I did a blog on it to be fair a few weeks ago about sort of the signs of heat stroke. Oh, and there yeah. are there are so so many that um you need to look out for. Like if your dog's still really really out of breath or really tired like long after doing loads of exercise it's a good indication that that they've potentially got a heat stroke and yeah. it's just important like you said and any any day that you're going out for a walk just make sure you have enough water for yourself and also for your dog yes. as well yes absolutely and uh, then the next one is that sticking out your hand isn't the best way to introduce yourself to a new dog this is another of the fun facts about dogs that aren't quite true uh, you probably grew up believing the old um, hand out, uh, hold out your hand to an unfamiliar dog and let it smell you. Um, this advice is gospel and it can work, but um, you have to be careful about how you do it. Just rubbing your hand towards a stranger's, a strange dog's face can scare or alienate the dog. Uh, you're better off letting the dog approach you first and then offer your hand out to the dog to smell rather than assuming that they want to and wave your hand under their mm-hmm. nose. And approach the dog from the side rather than straight on, which is very weird, but um, mm-hmm. it seems to work with the dogs. Um, if you must approach uh, the dog yourself, I think head on is quite formal, whereas obviously yeah. to the side, I think um, it's a little bit, a little bit more gentle for the dog. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's um, so the, the bar that I work part time in, um, 
loads of dogs come to that um like loads more than people uh and if there's a dog that comes in and i've not met before you sort of i sort of go down to its level and i, I do put my hand down and let it sniff it but most of the time they're very good but sometimes yeah. they can be, be a little bit shy bless them <laughs> or someone brought in um really tiny like um Frenchy puppies the other day. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, that is really oh, they were adorable. They were so good. I want to take them home. Oh. <laughs> okay, next is dog gears vary a lot based on the breed. Uh, no, so no, not every dog year does not automatically equal seven human years, as most of the well-known fun facts about dogs would have you believe. The saying, which does have some factual merit, comes from observations that average medium-sized dogs tend to live around one seventh as long as their owners. However, dogs come in all shapes and sizes, and what's average for a Great Dane is very different from what's average for a Chihuahua. Paying attention to the life stages of dogs and how they correspond to each breed will give you a much better picture of how old your dog actually is than equating one human year to seven dog years. I mean, that just makes sense because Chihuahuas live to like, what, 16? Great Danes are like eight to 10. I mean, it just makes sure it just makes sense that the dogs, the the life stages are going to be different um with bigger dogs than smaller dogs yeah it is really sad though when dogs have such a low a low life um expectancy yeah. when they're a bit yeah. of a bigger dog bless them yeah there's someone on instagram that i follow who's got like loads of um irish wolfhounds actually i love that breed but i could never get one because they only live to like six to eight years and that's just yeah and that is um, one of their dogs has just had puppies and i think we uh we found this out fairly recently. We did a, a podcast episode about large dog breeds and found that, that, that Irish wolfhound puppies grow a pound a day. Yes. We, um, I'm like sort of going through their, their stories and stuff because obviously she's putting lots of pictures and stuff up about, about the puppies and stuff. And you just see them like every day. They're so much bigger. It's like, whoa, that is crazy. <laughs> that is insane, yeah. yeah. You can probably like sit there and watch them just get bigger. Yeah. Like, it's, that's insane. <laughs> That's my like. I think they're about six weeks old now, and they're like they're huge. Like <laughs> really, my god. Yeah. yeah. And, and the next one is trying to be dominant over your dog is not the best approach. Now, despite enjoying considerably um, popularity for many years, the dominance theory of dog training is usually seeing the is finally is finally seeing the truth come out. You should never try to dominate your dog. The idea that you need to show your dog who's alpha. Uh, with methods such as eating before your dog, making sure you're always in a higher position than them, um, <clears throat> and positive behaviour is outdated and ineffective. Of course, you need to set a routine and make sure your dog understands rules and boundaries, but avoid traditional advice about displays of dominance, uh, mm-hmm. which I completely agree with. I like, obviously, you need to show your dog that you are the owner, but things like um, eating before them and doing all things like that, I feel like that that's a bit too much just a bit yeah I think I think it's unnecessary really I mean you obviously want to get teach your dog that you are to be obeyed but trying to assert dominance over them is I think unnecessary because they're your pet and it's not like they know. yeah okay so that was some fun facts about dogs but we actually didn't even get through all of them in this time either so there'll probably be a part three coming up very very soon because I don't know about yes. you but I'm really enjoying all these fun facts <laughs> I know literally me too oh brilliant oh okay well Thanks for joining us for this two-parter of um, interesting and fun facts about dogs. Um, get in touch if you have any extra fun facts about dogs. But obviously, we do like learning lots about dogs. And all the, the episodes that I mentioned today about the podcast, they will be linked in the show notes below, along with all of our socials if you want to get in contact with us. 
And uh, yeah, we will see you in our next episodes. Bye. Bye.